Hello Blazers, this is Jeff Odo. Over the next year or so, I'll share some of my philosophies on what I think it takes to build a business from scratch to $10 million in 10 years. So buckle up for this week's episode of Start Me Up. Okay, you finally landed the big account you've been counting on for months. And everyone is celebrating and giving high fives until... The first night of service and all hell breaks loose. Contractors late, has half the staff needed, and brought in Dollar General cleaning supplies and vintage vacuum cleaners. Oh my, now what? Don't fret, your night manager is there, and as always, they figured it out. Our real-life superhero to the rescue again. Now fast forward a week or month or any period of time you choose for that matter, and the client is complaining again and you're in jeopardy again. The owner of the DOO comes in to save the day and put out the proverbial fire in this account just like they did yesterday and the day before with a different client. They promise the moon and things are better once more for another period of time until it happens again and then the cycle begins yet again. It continues until you find out the client is still not happy when you get the termination letter which might read something like this. Quote, Dear Citywide Team, I regret to inform you I'm canceling services effective immediately. Reasons include but are not limited to the fact that you have constant turnover, inconsistent results, janitor closets that are mess, and account managers who are great but have no control over what goes on at night. Even though you have changed the crews multiple times, I continue to get the same results. Goodbye. End quote. Ouch. Man, that hurts just writing it. I guess it reminds me of all the times I've received the same kind of letter. But instead of wallowing in self-pity, if I was honest with myself when I receive a letter like that, I would realize it isn't the client who is the bad guy here. It is the fact that the complaint policy probably wasn't followed. The new manager has never met with the FSM or the DOO, and we've had three different contractors in the account in the last six months because the client was never happy. In fact, if I digged even deeper, I would probably find out that we've never used the building information sheet the one thing that probably would have eliminated most of these issues from happening in the first place. People probably get tired of me telling them that what we do is not difficult, but it's true. And sure, it's not easy either, but we don't have to worry about shipping, trucking, manufacturing, EPA, interstate guidelines, FDA, etc., etc., etc. If we would just do the fundamental things that address most of the common problems, we would dramatically decrease the complaints we get. The building information sheet is one of those fundamentals of our business that oftentimes gets overlooked. Chances are, if you're getting complaints and losing accounts, it's because you don't have enough good contractors or the right kind of day and night managers, or you have the right ones but you're not utilizing and positioning them properly. But for the sake of this article, let's assume those are not your issues and yet you're still losing business. If I had to take a guess, Chances are you're losing business because your team doesn't understand the purpose of the performance deposit, as we discussed last week, or the team has not documented the building information sheet with the client's hot buttons, or the specific reasons why the client fired the previous contractor. Or perhaps that information was included when the client first came on board, but it hasn't been updated since. Let's go back to several weeks before the contract started. 
You remember when the SE and the FSM went over the BIS together during their sales ops handoff? Best practice tells us this tool must be completely filled out by the SE and reviewed with the FSM before the sales op handoff takes place. And that happens several weeks before the work starts. The policy requires the night manager and the contractor to review the BIS during the initial walkthrough. It is then up to the FSM to update the sheet each time there is a complaint or change in the client's needs. This is beneficial, especially in the event of turnover in FSMs, night managers, ICs, and of course, the cleaners themselves. The building information sheet should be the living, breathing reference document throughout the life of the contract. And if this is not done, I promise you, you will lose much more business than you should. Once the BIS is established, it's up to the operations team to make sure that the contractor and or the night manager personally inspects the client's hot buttons and signs the document every single night they are in the building, or at least until they're 100% positive the cleaner knows what is expected and can be trusted in order to final the building. Think of the BIS as a checklist, just as a pilot has a checklist for takeoff. The performance deposit is what we use in part to enforce this contractual obligation and in part to keep us from losing business. We all know we are going to have turnover in those positions, and there is no way we will ever be successful hoping that somehow all of this critical information is going to be communicated to the new person. Maybe, and this is a big maybe, the first contractor in the building knows the hot buttons, but that's only if the SE tells the FSM, who tells the night manager, who tells the IC, who tells their employee. But what are the chances of that ever happening? Our only chance of transferring this very important piece of information from one person to another is by utilizing the BIS and clearly documenting all of the hot buttons in writing so each new person who enters that building knows exactly what matters most to the client. Once the BIS has been documented, we have two other critical parts. First, the BIS needs to be updated each time there's a complaint. And second, we need to hold the contractors accountable. Without doing these three simple steps, you are leaving your business up to chance. And the last thing I want to do is leave my paycheck up to an hourly cleaner because the turnover is so high. If this all seems so basic and simple, we have to ask ourselves the question, why do we make this so hard? Well, my best guess is we don't implement the BIS up front mostly because it just seems like more busy work to do. And then when we don't do it for a while, we don't get in the habit of doing it. And then ultimately we forget about the BIS altogether. Then we get so busy putting out fires, we never have the time to slow down and go back and do the fundamentals of running our business. Performance deposits and the building information sheets are the fundamentals of our success. Bottom line is the BIS will help you get focused on the important few things that our clients look at each time they walk the building. And if we do this, pretty much everything else will be a non-issue. If we don't, we will probably lose the business and incorrectly blame the contractors or the clients. Rarely do we have completely unreasonable clients. Almost always it's not their fault. It is us not managing the fundamentals, and therefore we must accept responsibility for our own management practices and have complete building information sheets constantly updated. Please don't make this business more complicated than it is. 
I have three action items for you, and I'll let you go. Number one, make sure everyone from SalesOps reads this article and add it to your L5s and discuss these until you're positive that every building you clean has a meaningful updated BIS. Number two, look at your balance sheet and make sure that you have at least, at least 50% of the contract revenue in performance deposits. If you don't, fix it ASAP. And no, there is not a cap you should put on deposits. There's never enough money that you can hold in deposit form from a contractor. From a selfish point, the more money they have in deposits, the harder it is for the contractor to leave you or compete with you. From a selfless point, if you get a contractor to $10,000, or even more in deposits, you'll find that this is a life-altering amount of money. Most small business owners have never had this kind of money in savings, so you truly are doing them a huge favor. Last but not least, please talk to your salespeople and remind them part of their commission is based upon them filling out the building information sheet properly and transferring that knowledge during the sales ops handoff. Thanks for listening to Start Me Up. I hope that you'll talk to your team about what you learned today and implement something specific between this week and next. This will allow you to keep building on the foundation for a successful citywide business. Rip along, my friends.